You're listening to AIB Market Talk with our latest financial market update. Hi and welcome to our weekly AIB Market Talk update on Tuesday, July 23rd. Gavin O'Carroll here from our Customer Treasury Unit and AIB's Chief Economist Oliver Mangan is with me to discuss sterling in the context of the new Tory leader and UK Prime Minister coming this week and the ECB meeting uh, this Thursday. Ollie, sterling is still ranging around the 90p mark over the last week. And with the Tory leader being announced later today and a new UK Prime Minister in uh, number 10 tomorrow, Wednesday, where do you see the currency markets in the context of, I know you've written an article for the Irish Examiner this week also. Well, in general, the current, current the main currencies have been very range-bound this year. I mean, no more so than the euro-dollar rate, which has been between the 111 and 114, I think, since February. The one exception to that has been sterling. Now, if we think back earlier on the year, hopes were rising that we would get a withdrawal agreement passed by Parliament, we'd have a soft Brexit, and the euro fell back from 90p all the way down to 85. The sterling also strengthened against the dollar. So the first quarter of the year saw quite a rally in uh, the UK currency. But since May, as worries grow that we'd have a no-deal Brexit, Sterling has given up all those games. So as you say, in the last two months, it's gone. All, you know, the euro has risen from 85p all the way back up to 90. And you know, cable or the, the the sterling against the dollar was above 130. That fell back to a low of around 124. I think it's around 125 at the present time. So we've had this up the hill and down the hill with sterling over the last six months at a time when other currencies have been uh, you know, very range-bound. So what it does signal is that Brexit is a huge issue for the currency market in terms of, of uh, sterling's performance, and that is likely to be the case going forward, certainly in September, October. As you say, we'll have a new Prime Minister installed on Wednesday. It's likely to be Boris Johnson, very much uh, your sceptic Prime Minister. But the European Commission go on holidays for August. The UK Parliament goes into its summer recess this week. So we probably won't see a lot of action on the currency markets, assuming that there's no major surprises from Boris Johnson. He's likely to buy this time. But come September, October, I mean, we're, we're heading into a very, very difficult period in terms of Brexit negotiations, trying to avoid a no-deal Brexit, etc. Uh, and if, if that fear continues to grow that a no deal and is on the cards and the UK could crash out at the end of October, well, that would signal a further sterling slide, you know, in the autumn. And think back in the aftermath of the referendum vote, you know, sterling went all the way, the year went all the way up to 93p. Cable or the, you know, the, the sterling dollar ex- exchange hit 120. So those levels could well be tested uh, in the autumn if fears grow of a no-deal Brexit. I mean, okay, you're, you're focusing on, on sterling there and I think that's the critical piece because, as you say in your article, September-October period, we'll certainly see the focus on Brexit ramped up. I mean, we, we noticed um, Tonish Tachovny was over on one of the BBC shows on Sunday morning getting out ahead of Boris taking power this week and there's a lot of speculation over what Boris might do as new UK Prime Minister but as you said they'll be on holidays yeah but they'll be on holidays but I think the important thing to understand here is you know Boris doesn't have to do anything I mean the the, the, the default position is the UK leaves at the end of October and that's what Boris Johnson wants to do uh, or indeed Mr Hunt but I think we got to keep a very close eye on uh, you know the EU authorities don't want a no-deal Brexit. Parliament doesn't want a no-deal Brexit in the UK. So it's up to Parliament to act here. It's it's just not, you know, the only way we'll avoid a no-deal Brexit at the end of October is either the EU grants an extension, a further extension to Article 50, or we get a ratified withdrawal agreement that paves the way for an orderly departure. 
one of those gifts is in the hands of the EU leaders, and the second one, obviously, is a decision for the UK Parliament. So I think a lot of pressure will be coming on EU authorities and the UK Parliament to try and avoid that no-deal scenario. And for a Eurosceptic Prime Minister's point of view, he probably prefers, uh, you know, to do a deal. But, you know, the promise here from Boris Johnson in particular is we are going to leave at the end of October. And if nothing is done, that's what will happen. So I think while a lot of focus will be on the new prime minister, I think the attention will switch to what the EU do and what the UK Parliament does in that September-October October period. Stretch. Yeah. Mm, okay, we hardly will say we'll look forward to it. We've got policy decisions from both ECB uh, this Thursday, uh, potentially, and also from the Fed next week. Just let's go to the ECB firstly. I mean, there, there's... They've, they've prepped the market over time and the, the data has certainly been leading us to think in the market that ECB is, is dovish. But what if they're not as dovish as they're, being ex, as they're expected in terms of the forward guidance? Yeah, well, you're right. I mean, you've seen the very strong rally in bond markets, indeed stock markets, driven by expectations of monetary easing both in Europe and in the US. Now, I think the ECB has turned, as you say, very much rate cut or policy easing orientated in, in, in recent past couple of months. The key driver behind that is that inflation remains so low, so far below their target. I mean, underlying inflation is around 1%. The target rate is close to 2%, which is 1.9 or 2%. But it's well below that. And we've had a slowing Eurozone economy as well. And the recent indicators have been quite weak in the Eurozone. So the market is very much of the view, we may not get actually action on Thursday, mm. but I think the market at a minimum expects the ECB to give a strong signal in terms of forward guidance that possibly a rate cut, and maybe restarting the quantitative easing or bond, buy, bond buying program is on the agenda for the autumn. So I think we will see the, the ECB has used this forward guidance in terms of indicating to the market where it's going with policy. And I think a strong steer towards policy easing is anticipated from the ECB on Thursday. Uh, now we have data out on Wednesday, PMI indicators for July. You know, the, the, the manufacturing sector in particular is, is in recession in, in Europe. Those data are expected to show that manufacturing remained very weak in Ju- July, again, uh, aiding the case for policy easing from the ECB. So, But uh, obviously, if, if the ECB was to disappoint in that front, well, certainly it would see the euro strengthen, a sell-off in the bond markets, and possibly weakness in the equity markets, and I don't think the ECB wants that. Okay. Uh, it, it has generated this expectation that policy easing is coming, and I don't think it will disappoint the markets on Thursday. And you touched on that in last week's podcast in terms of uh, which facility they'll go after. It won't be the refi, it'll be the deposit facility. Maybe just stay on the data fronts. There's not an awful lot out this week. You've mentioned the uh, European PMIs, uh, both services and manufacturing, coming out on Wednesday. We've also got the US quarter two first reading of GDP. And from previous... Um, Forecast, sorry, from previous results, it's been 3%. As you pointed out to me, it's going to be forecasted sub 2%. It kind of confirms then what the US may be looking at from the Fed perspective next week. Uh, The the US economy has been growing strongly over the last year, year and a half. As you say, quarter one growth was over 3%. The expectation is that we'll get a sub 2% reading for quarter two when those data are published on Friday. I think that would seal the case for a rate cut. Uh, from the Fed next week. Next week. Whatever about the ECB, I mean, the markets fully anticipate the Fed cutting by at least a quarter point, and that will be the start of a series of rate cuts. 
So I can't envisage the Fed not delivering on that. Again, you know, the, the, the markets here have been led by the central banks. Mm. And the Fed has been clearly talking about the need for a preemptive easing of policy. The economy is slowing down. Inflation is below target. Okay, the labor market remains strong. But they see what the, what the Fed sees and what the ECB sees is increased downside risk to growth. And inflation remaining well below target, and the combination of the both being a recipe for policy easing. So I think you know it's nailed on. We will get a rate cut from the Fed next week. There'll be massive disappointment in the markets if that was not the case, and the markets will be expecting a signal from the Fed that there's more in the pipeline if warranted. I mean, the market has been pricing in up to 100 basis points of easing from the Fed over the coming year. So, as I said, the data for quarter two will are very much expected to show that the economy slowed in the quarter, adding to the case that we need to get some policy easing in the States uh, very soon. Certainly, central banks have been the theme of our podcast now for uh, many of the last uh, eight or well, nine they are, weeks. They, they are driving the markets. Mm. Uh, they are driving the markets. You see the stock markets are at. You see the strong rally in bond markets all around central bank guidance about the need for policy easing. What has been remarkable has been the stability in our ranges for currencies, apart from sterling, given we have seen a sea change from central banks in terms of views, but it hasn't really moved the currency markets that much. So, um, you know, that is, that, that's been the surprising aspect. Certainly an inflection point next week now when the US do deliver that rate cut and ECB in terms of their forward guidance this week. Oli, uh, thank you and enjoy your own holidays uh, coming up now. Thanks to our customers and all those listening to our weekly podcast. To keep track of market developments, please press the subscribe button to AAB's Market Talk on the podcast apps for iOS or Android. Bye for now. Thanks for listening to the latest edition of AIB Market Talk. Allied Irish Bank's PLC is regulated by the Central Bank of Ireland. First Trust Bank is a trademark of AIB Group UK PLC, authorised by the Prudential Regulation Authority and regulated by the Financial Conduct Authority and the Prudential Regulation Authority. Allied Irish Bank GB and Allied Irish Bank GB Savings Direct are trademarks used under licence by AIB Group UK PLC, authorised by the Prudential Regulation Authority and regulated by the Financial Conduct Authority and the Prudential Regulation Authority.